Dudes Talk Sports, hosted by Will Thomas and Chad Tujak. Welcome, everybody, to the Will and Chad podcast. My name is Will. This is Chad. Chad, say hello to the people. Hello, people. Very literal. I appreciate that. My buddy Jacob told me that Chad was going to be in 20 minutes ago. That was about 45 minutes ago. Chad, go and explain to the people why you're running a little late. Traffic. Traffic, Will. Yeah, totally. We'll go with that. On this episode, we're going to go ahead and go over the uh, our previous first and second fantasy round draft. We drafted a 10-man, two-round draft. Today, we're going to be going over the third and fourth round drafting our picks. But first, we're going to cover last episode's draft. Uh, just to kind of gloss over it, we had uh, first round, we had Le'Veon, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Kareem Hunt, Odell, Zeke, Julio Jones, and Melvin Gordon all go in the first round. No reaches, nothing crazy going on. Second round, we had DeAndre Hopkins, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Adams, Christian McCaffrey, Ebron Gronkowski. A few surprises towards the end, but nothing ultimately crazy. Chad, did you have any surprises of the first round? Honestly, uh, well, I already told you in that first episode, I was really surprised Julio Jones won the first round. I mean, he's obviously a production monster from a yards per game standpoint, and uh, he's a, a the best candidate of any other wide receiver in the NFL to have a 200-yard game. I just don't think from a fantasy perspective that he's a touchdown machine, which is kind of what you're looking for. If you look at the, you know, just for instance, Jimmy Graham versus Julio Jones, Jimmy Graham has the same upside, but maybe a better caliber uh, fantasy player because you can get him maybe in like the eighth or ninth round. All right. Anybody surprise you in the second round? I know initially when I almost surprised you with Christian McCaffrey at the top of the second, you almost shit your pants. Cover that, please. Yeah, I mean, you end up getting him at the back of the second instead. Um, I was surprised I was able to get A.J. Green so late. However, like we said in the previous episode, we have a lot of uh, fantasy running backs that are just going to – everyone has a lot of blue-chip running backs this year. So uh, really not surprised. Uh, I was more or less surprised that uh, Devontae Adams went after Keenan Allen uh, and Michael Thomas. But other than that, it was pretty standard. Now I'm going to tell you one surprise I have on my end. If it's still available, I'm going to draft you hitting your keyboard because it's picking up on the microphone really bad. So you're doing a great job at that, Chad. Uh, we're going to go and underway our third round of our fantasy draft. Now, I do believe you had last pick in the second round, which was Rob Gronkowski solidifying Rob Gronkowski's pick as the overall top tight end. Surprising a little bit to me, especially with Tom Brady, but he's immortal. He's 900 years old, and he's going to be passing Rob Gronkowski, his only target pretty much this year. So with the first pick in the third round, I'm looking at the best available, man. I have Mike Evans, who I had a second round grade on. I had Dalvin Cook. I know you and I both were, I mean, we're kind of iffy on him. A lot of pundits say they have him in the second round. Uh, ultra, you know, just ultimately surprising just with his ACL and all that. Uh, we have Adam Thielen, your boy Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs. We have the uh, old as the Constitution, Larry Fitzgerald, Doug Baldwin. We have a bunch of guys kind of sitting there. So with my first pick... In the third round, I choose Mike Evans. See, so that's like a surprising pick to me, just because I think with the suspension to Jameis Winston, it's going to be a different team, a different culture. I know that um, the backup, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mr. Harvard himself, is actually pretty good. He's a decent and serviceable, <laughs> serviceable backup. But I, I just don't know what the direction that they're going to go there with, with Mike Evans and, and Deshaun Jackson. Well, I'll tell you why I like the pick. I know that you, Deshaun Jackson, he's getting up. You know, it's there's that finite age where you have a speed wide receiver, and, and make no bones about it, that's what he is. He he does have a few other you know routes under his repertoire, but 
he is that, and he I think he's going to be 31, I think 32 this year, 31. Um, but, man, at, at what point did the, does the other shoe drop? At what point does he not, you know, retain the ability to be elusive, the ability to be to really stretch the field? Um, and, and you can never really tell. Um, I know he's always had hamstring problems throughout the past, so I don't know if that's going to flare up. But I, that does, I mean, I, the one person that kind of has a, a lot of ability to take targets away from Mike Evans is their tight end they got last year from Alabama, if you can refresh my memory on his actual name. I forgot his name. O.J. Uh, yeah, Juice. Yeah, O.J. Howard. Yeah, that's right. O.J. Howard. Howard. Orange Juice Howard. What a great nickname. Uh, but, I mean, ultimately, I think even with Fitzpatrick helming the workload for the first four games, I think that when he was with Buffalo, no matter where he's at, he kind of would dial in on a target, and he's not afraid to kind of – to, to spread it out and give 50-50 balls, which is ultimately where Mike Evans really excels. I mean, he's a big guy who can do a lot of little things, but, I mean, he, he definitely maximizes his ability to be big, and he did that making Johnny Manziel look like, you know, Johnny football. Um, so, ultimately, Mike Evans is my first pick, which moves me to the second pick of the third round. Second pick of the third Chad round. Selection. Number 22, um, well, is uh, Le'Veon Bell still there? Yeah, man, he's he's totally there. We totally, absolutely glossed over him. All yes, right, go so ahead. I'm gonna go to a volume machine here. I'm gonna say Lashawn McCoy. I know he's not a favorite pick here in the third round. I think everyone's gonna like him more in the fourth round this year, just because they have really nothing else to offer. But I think he's gonna get every single one of those snaps. He's gonna be on the field 80 percent of the game, and um, you know he's been surprisingly healthy. He's had some hamstring injuries issues the last couple of years, but that's that's my guy right there. At, so LaShawn McCoy, interesting. I know his name has been in the uh, the tabloids lately, especially for some unscrupulous things. Uh, but I'm interested to see how that, that case works out. Um, but, I mean, if you're going p- based off pure production, yeah, he. I mean, he's getting older and, and usually shiftier backs when they have to rely on, you know, more shifty attribute methods. Like, like with Deshaun Jackson, you never know when that shoe's going to drop with Deshaun McCoy. Um, but, I mean, last year he's 29. He's still, you know, he, he's still doing the damn thing. So I can't really complain about that pick. There's a lot of production with that pick, which is ultimately a solid pick. I can't believe he's kind of sitting there. But, man, I don't want to take him because every, every, every fiber in my being of being a Packer tells me not to take him. Also, every fiber in my overly cautious being tells me not to take this guy. Dalvin Cook dropping the third round, man. I, I don't like that he's coming off an ACL, but an ACL isn't what it used to be. Um, his prior games before tearing that ACL last year, he, he proved you know more than solid in production. He proved to be more than capable of outhandling Latavius Murray as the future bell cow. Um, and I, I like what Joe DeFlippo, their new uh, their new offensive coordinator, did in Philly. You know, handling with Corey Clement, handling with um, What's his name? Garrett Blunt. And then you also had uh, J.H.I. And actually, yeah, they, they, they worked in towards. Darren Sproles. And, and actually, you know, it's a great point because Dalvin Cook actually plays every single one of those roles except for the obvious Garrett Blunt role, which they have Latavius Murray for. So I think if he comes back healthy, I think that's a wonderful pick. Uh, I know that the ACL is not what it used to be, but I think that Latavius Murray does actually fill all those roles just as well Agreed. as Dalvin Cook does. So I think Agreed. they might ease him slow, but I like him there. Um, so next pick for me uh, – the fourth pick here of the third round. I'm actually just going to go BPA, and I'm torn here. And I want to say I'm torn between Joe Mixon and Jordan Howard. And I think I'm going to mm. go Joe Mixon just because he's got a lot more things around him. He's got John Ross uh, on the outside, uh, wide receiver two, and obviously inflappable A.J. Green. 
And I mm-hmm. think Joe Mixon, he's going to take a huge step in uh, in year two. And I think he's actually going to outperform uh, Ezekiel. So I like him here at the, at the middle of the third round. A very surprising pick. I know he's been sneaking up higher and higher. He's definitely been a, a fantasy-grade riser. Um, but with Joe Mixon, I mean, like you said, it, man, with Jeremy Hill kind of moving on to hopefully greener pastures for him, you have Giovanni Bernard, but Joe Mixon is that guy, and he's for. I mean, he's kind of taking a step forward, just like Le'Veon Bell took a step forward uh, with the Steelers. He's lost weight. He's kind of. I mean, he's reduced a little bit of muscle mass, but he's. I mean, he looks sleeker than ever. He looks more explosive. So I'm excited to see how that pick works out. And ultimately, I, I think that you know, guaranteed carries and targets are there. And I think he's one of those guys that can do a little bit of everything, which moves me on. It's funny because you say it was between Joe Mixon and Joe Jordan Howard. And I love Jordan Howard, uh, especially at. I don't know. I wouldn't say especially at this spot, just because I think that Nagy is going to kind of have a field day with Tariq Cohen. Um, but I think I'm just going to have to go. Man, I hate going with a guy this old. But Larry Fitzgerald, man, I, I think that. Whoa, reach alert, yeah. reach alert, reach, reach alert, alert, reach, reach alert, alert. Everyone reach do a alert, shot. Everyone alert. does a shot when you reach. Oh, no, we're going to be doing doubles like my buddy. That was, that was a reach. Yeah, no, that was, that was definitely a reach. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you why. I told, I'll tell you why I chose him above Adam Thielen, above Stefan Diggs. Above, above Doug, all, yeah, Doug, Doug Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But with Larry, there's at least a semblance of an offensive line there. I know you have Sam Bradford, who, again, he kind of keys in on his targets and more, more – uh, more than not, kind of goes more check down than actually pushing the field. Even though with the Vikings, he did surprise and, and, and stay a lot around in the pocket. Um, but Larry, I can't see stretching the field, but I see him, if we're doing this from a pure PPR perspective, is going to be getting the bulk of the targets. And I know he's 900 years old, and I know I do not like drafting a guy that old, and I know this is a reach, but when it comes over that or Doug Baldwin, I just, man, I don't know how that offense is going to kind of unveil especially with uh, Rashad Penny's addition. And then you have all the other guys kind of formulating that backfield since uh, Rawls has left, since Lacey's been cut. All of that, or not cut, but he's uh, he's worn out his welcome yeah. contract-wise. Well, I mean, I would say just the Legion of Boom is more or less the Legion of Gloom now, and I think they're going to be Oh, what a great – oh, good dad joke, buddy. <laughs> great dad joke. Uh, so, well, I think that defense is going to struggle this year. I think that they're going to be on offense quite a bit. And I'm actually going to go ahead and sneak up and steal Doug Baldwin right there um, after your Larry Fitzgerald pick. And we'll just come at the end of the year and see who has more points. So that's oh. my pick, Dougie B. And, uh, go, go, go and briefly explain the Dougie B pick, man. I, Dougie I'm B? Curious. What do you mean explain? He's the number one – player in an offense that's going to have a terrible defense and an amazingly uh, offensive rich NFC West. I think that the Cardinals are going to have a bad defense mm-hmm. and I think that the Seahawks are going to have a bad defense. I think they'll both have bottom 20 defenses and I think they're going to be scored on early and often. I think they play and they play twice a year. They're going to play the Niners who I think they're also going to have a middling defense, but a great offense under Kyle Shanahan. I think there's going to be a lot of points in those games. I think they're going to struggle against the Rams, but I think they're going to be throwing the ball early and often. Uh, I don't think Rashad Penny is going to pan out to be the next Marshawn Lynch. I think that Doug Baldwin being the go-to guy, wide receiver one in Seattle, bodes well for him. It has for the last three years. He's been a PPR monster, and he, you know, is not. no one would be surprised to see him put up 25 points a game this year hmm, interesting pick it's, i mean I, I don't fault you for it i, I would have loved to pick doug over larry i just larry you're getting proven production you're getting all that stuff plus it's just yeah ppr it's, 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 it's not a bad pick i mean it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, a little it, bit it, of a reach but we, we took yeah. a shot for it so we're good 
Of course, yeah. And plus, this isn't my actual draft, so I don't care. I can take shots all I want. So now we're moving on to my next pick, man. You t- you talked about reach. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Tariq Cohen. I'm just kidding. I'm not going Tariq Cohen. I'm going Andrew Luck, QB for the Indian. I'm just going. I'm not going Andrew Luck either. I'm going actually Adam Thielen. Uh, okay, that's that's a great man, pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, was, well, I, was, I, was, I was having well, flutters here. You know, my heart was, was well, racing. It's I, I like low balling. I like coming in with that 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 pick that you don't want and then I surprise you with an all right pick that ends up being more, you know, illustrious looking just because I, I prefaced that with Andrew Luck and Tariq Cohen. Um, Andrew or Adam Thielen, man, it's there's something about drafting Warriors. My buddy uh, Jeremy, who's a diehard Vikings fan, kind of told me that too. And it's kind of something I fall by. That guy, he's in no matter what. And he's been getting targets no matter what. He's a try-hard guy. He's going to be in almost every single play. He's a wide receiver. He can do it all. He can be on the boundary. He can be on the, you know, in the slot. He doesn't mind blocking, but he, he damn sure gets his receptions. And so I'm excited to see what he does ultimately with Kirk Cousins. Um, just because I know Kirk, he does stretch the field, but he's also one of those guys that he doesn't kind of, you know, he doesn't get uh, lost in sight, whether he's looking downfield or just primarily, you know, short field. So I'm excited about Adam Thielen coming to the roster. I love that pick. I think it's going to be an amazing pick. It was a great pick last year in the fifth round uh, for, I think, Jeremy or whoever picked him. Um, but this year, I think Adam Thielen's really going to shine, especially with Kirk Cousins. Like you said, Adam Thielen blocks, he chips, he plays slide, he plays outside. He does literally everything, and he's not slow. He's a little grittier than Stefan Diggs, who runs a lot of finesse routes and is Correct. a finesse player. I think Adam Thielen is a baller. And I love that pick. Uh, my next pick is going to be... So I'm stuck here. You know, I could pick T.Y. Hilton. If Andrew Luck doesn't play, then I look stupid. Um, I'm going to take a reach here, and I'm going to go for Tyreek Hill, who I think Tyreke is a reach. If Hill. Alex Smith was there, I don't think that's a reach. I think it's a great pick in the back of the third round. I think Correct. with Pat Mahomes, it's, uh, it's going to be a feast or famine year for Tyreek. He's mm-hmm. either going to get it or he's not. I don't think Pat Mahomes is going to be refined enough to take those finesse routes and those quick smart dump offs he's going to look for the long ball everything every time and i think tyreek hill is going to be a beneficiary of that maybe six games a year um so i think for that i'll take him there at the back of the third i I definitely agree with that i think that tyreek hill like you said is a feast or famine i think with mahomes who's one thing i know coming in with the moxie that he does in the arm that he has he's going to want to push it deep and so that's ultimately where hill's going to get his production i think hill isn't going to get a lot of the um, the scripted routes that he had beforehand, especially with Alex Smith, which are kind of all about creating opportunities to get guys in space, um, which is why Kelsey made a lot of his actual plays, which is why Hill made a lot of his plays. And even Macklin towards the end of his career there made a lot of his plays. Um, I, man, it's like I th- if he if he's a, a definite boomer busted, if he booms, man, uh, there's no other guy to be, like better get him the deep ball than Patrick Mahomes right now as a rookie quarterback. So I think that's ultimately a good pick. Uh, I'm looking around. We're getting towards the bottom of the third round. Uh, Jordan Howard's still there. I don't like him with Brett or with uh, with Nagy and as the uh, the head coach, especially with how he moved around a lot with um, with his pass catching backs and using you know Hill in the backfield as well. But I just can't pass up the the you know the more than likely guaranteed touches that Jordan Howard's going to get. I'm gonna pick Jordan Howard. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick. The, the reason that uh, I think I'm away from him is just because we haven't seen the evolution of Mitchell Trubisky. He doesn't look great, but the defense is really good, and they're built around a running game, or they were last year at least, so I don't know what they're going to look like now uh, under Nagy, but last year they had a great defense. I think Greg Roman is just a solid defensive coordinator. Everywhere he goes, he has a top-five defense. You saw mm-hmm. it with the Niners, and you saw it with the Bills for that one year that he was there. 
Uh, and I think they're going to build around that run game. I think Tariq Cohen, whoever it is, Tariq Cohen or Jordan Howard, more than likely Jordan Howard if he stays healthy, uh, they just they build around him, and I like that pick. I mean, that's a value pick there at the back of the third round. Well, yeah, and I agree, and I also think that it's – I mean, what – this is only Trubisky's third year in starting. He only started one year in college when he was at North Carolina, and now it's – you know, this is his second year starting for the Bears. He only started – you know, he didn't start the entire season last year, but he definitely started coming more on towards the end of last year, and what, what are the best friends to a young – a young quarterback, a tight end, and a running back, and if they they definitely have a running game, they have a solid offensive line, not the greatest, not the worst, um, but they they have a formidable you know one two punch with Howard and with Cohen. I think that on those running downs, I think it's Howard all day. Um, so I, I'm excited about that pick. Nice man. Uh, so with the last pick, is Le'Veon Bell still available? Man, you've already made that joke once. <laughs> Let it go. All right. So in the back of the third round, I'm going to go ahead and take Jarek McKinnon. Uh, might be a unpopular pick, but I think that he is going to be the guy. He's going to be the Devonta Freeman role in uh, Green. Or I'm sorry, Green Bay in San Fran. Agreed. If we look at mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan's offenses, we look at Alfred Morris, who rushed for 1,600 yards under Kyle Shanahan uh, four uh-huh. years ago, and then after that, when they went to the Browns, you saw the growth of Isaiah Crowell. And that's how we know his name. And then last year, or two years ago, and three years ago, Devontae Freeman got paid. Obviously, we all know eight and a half million a year. I think that's all based off of Kyle Shanahan's work with the running backs in that twenty-one defense. And mm-hmm. I think Jerick McKinnon's going to be that guy. He catches. He's fast as lightning. We haven't really seen him as a bruiser. He does not take a lot of fantastic goal line carries, but he'll get the opportunities. And I think that's why it's back to the third round. He's worth the pick. Well, I hope he sure. I sure hope that he's worth the pick, man. I'm sitting here at the top of the fourth round, and I I hate that Travis Yelsey, or Kelsey's you know still sitting here, um, but I don't know if you consider this a reach, but I gotta go for him. I know I'm a local. I mean, you just kind of went back to back Homer picks. You went with Jarek McKinnon, your boy with the your San Francisco 49ers. I'm going Aaron Rodgers, man. I think Aaron Rodgers oh. is going. On, I I know, I know. I, think I don't Aaron hate Rodgers, it. I don't love it. Go ahead. Yeah, I think he's going on the. Uh, the world I think you guys forgot tour I mean I'm hoping he definitely is I know the loss of Jordy Nelson albeit a a slower aging wide receiver a comfortable number one target for Aaron Rodgers and that's going to hurt but I think he has equal comfort with Devontae Adams I know there's certain checks and certain body languages that he's not going to be able to tell as he did with a comfortable glove fit with Jordy but I'm excited to see how you know the free agent pickup of Jimmy Graham kind of fits in and honestly Jimmy Graham's going to ultimately be more of our Jordy Nelson role. He's going to be splitting out wide. He's going to be in the slot. He's not going to be, I hope, a traditional inline blocker like we signed Martellus and he ended up being last year. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited uh, for Aaron Rodgers this year, and I, that, that ends up being my pick. Awesome. That's a great pick. Uh, you know, I don't like to draft quarterbacks till the end of the uh, end of the draft, but that's why I always end up out of the playoffs. So. At the end. at the yeah, yeah, <laughs> So, anyways, my next pick, I'm going to go with uh, another – it's so – crazy we're in the fourth round here and we actually still have a bunch of bell cows yeah. on the list and uh mine is going to be derrick henry who i think is going to take a humongous oh, leap good pick um with obviously we just saw the retirement of uh our boy from the cowboys mm-hmm. DeMarco, demarco murray yeah he's gone he's out and i think that uh, without those eight to ten carries being lost to him because you know he's he would also crow uh and steal a couple of touchdowns there last year so He's going to get those carries, and he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He is a big dude, so that's yeah. my pick. Well, I know Lewis's signing kind of spelled a lot of uh, hype that was surrounding Derrick Henry just because everyone, knew, everyone knows what he did with the Patriots and then obviously before him with the Eagles, I think. But, I mean, 
Lewis, he when healthy, he's awesome. He, he's he's definitely versatile, and he kind of definitely spells anybody who's in that third down role. But I mean, he's proven that he can get dinged up, definitely. But with Derrick Henry, I think they're on the cusp of discovering what exactly Derrick Henry is. Um, and I think with Demarco Murray there, he just commanded so much attention that you couldn't not give him the ball, especially with how productive he still was towards the end of his career. Uh, but Derrick Henry definitely coming on towards the later end, the latter end of last year, I think ultimately he steals most of the carries. Uh, he and he, like you said, he's serviceable and he can stay in all three downs. So I think that's a good pick. Uh, I'm man. I'm surprised Travis Kelsey's still here, so I'm gonna go and take him because I've yet to take a tight oh, end. Oh man, so I what, know best player available though, and this be- is gonna be a debate not for us but for the pundits. Travis Kelsey sure. or Zach Ertz, who's better? I mean, I think Travis Kelsey's the better player. I think that Zach Ertz has the potential or the potential for higher points. Um, I think Kelsey ultimately. Man, it's it's pretty much gonna be the him and and Hill show, and then obviously you have Hunt in the backfield, um, but. I mean, I loved him last year just because I knew the targets were coming, and obviously Tyreek Hill kind of burst on and became Tyreek Hill um, last year. But I I see Kelsey is just, you know, he's going to be that dependable guy who's going to get, you know, amazing targets plus solid production. Um, Whereas Ertz, you know, he's shown the ability to constantly get nicked up, constantly get dinged up, constantly be out. I I love Ertz in this spot too, but I just think that Kelsey's the, the better pick. Okay. All right. I like it. Um, so next for me, BPA, um, I'm going with another guy who I think regressed last year is going to be amazing this year. Amari. If you say Le'Veon Bell, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Amari Cooper. And Amari uh, Cooper is still on the board there. Not even projected to go to the fifth round. I mean, Which I think he's steal here at the back crazy. of the fourth round. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's absolutely crazy. I know that. Yeah, last year's production is a huge slight towards uh, his overall fantasy prowess. But, man, it's like that guy can play, that guy can ball. I think it's another year. I mean, you look at that. I understand the addition of Jordy taking over for uh, Michael Crabtree. Yeah, yeah, Michael Crabtree. I get that that's going to command targets. But, man, I, th- I, I just how I said that Aaron well, Rodgers is getting... You know, it's a new offense for everybody. Not everyone's going to be adjusted to it. John Gruden's coming in. He's installing everything new. So it's, you know, Jordy Nelson and, and Amari Cooper are going to be on the same uh, same advantage. Neither of them will have an advantage. Either. Jordy Nelson's a little savvier. He's older. He's seen a lot more things. But I think Amari Cooper showed us in that game against the Patriots last year where he went off for like 200 yards and, and yeah. two touchdowns that he is still a number one draft, a number one uh, first round pick, um, and I think I think the one great. thing that Amari Cooper has over Jordy, and I think that um, the Amari's the number one all day. I mean, that's that's not not even debatable. But I think the one thing that Amari definitely has over Jordy is he has multiple years with Derek Carr, and you, that's something that you can't replicate. So it's like if Amari Cooper came over to Green Bay, you know, as an aging wide receiver, and Jordy was still the number one twenty eight year old with Aaron Rodgers, Jordy's going to beat him all day, no matter yeah. what. Just well, because also, that, I mean, again, 28 years old, Mark Cooper's probably a decade younger than Jordy Nelson. Too, agreed, so. yeah. So as I think that it's just that's what, or that's what's going to go on for that, uh, which leads me to my pick. Man, I, I love Zach Ertz in that spot. Stephon Diggs is still on the board, man. It's it's a little weird for me. I understand um, that he is not he's not the prototypical wide receiver. I mean, there's uh, he's definitely more quick than he is fast, but he has that weird long speed that, that – that a lot, not a lot of people have. Uh, I like Stefan Diggs in this spot, which ultimately leads me to pick Zach Ertz. I just can't pick another <laughs> Viking. I've already picked two. I can't. I can't I love, pick another. I love Zach Ertz. He's great. His girlfriend's, or maybe his wife now. I don't know. She's 
She's I also hope great. His wife. Yeah, yeah. No, right. Better marry that. She, what? Did, so what? He won a Super Bowl while she won like a, or he was going to the Super Bowl and she saw him after she finished like her championship game and started crying. Correct. I almost yeah, cried. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, I bet I you did. Uh, all right, cool. So that's a great pick. I like Zach Ertz there. I think that you, the three best tight ends, everything, everybody else can go in the in the in round nines and ten as far as tight ends. Of course, for me, I, I don't think anything interesting is there. For me, Stefan Diggs, I like him at the board there. I for some reason I just can't help but think that Minnesota is going to be leading in a lot of games. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to be balling a lot in the fourth quarter, and if they are, it'll be uh, maybe two or three games a season. I'm going to go here with a guy who may be high volume. Uh, a little unreliable this past year, but in years past, he's been a thousand yard receiver. I'm going to take up Demarius Thomas. Wow! So you, are, are you are you all aboard the Case Keenum train? Is that what you're saying, no, or you just think, think the production is going to be there? I mean, the targets are going to be there. I don't know the sure. production is going to be there. I think Case Keenum is a humongous upgrade from the backup, the bevy of backups they had last year in Bronco Land. Um, I don't think their defense is even near as good as it was last year. So I think they're going to be again ball on offense a lot. I think from an fantasy perspective you have to kind of think about that teams with really good defenses like the ravens do not Mm -hmm. foster good fantasy production as you can see from alex collins and joe flacco they're just not good um Mm -hmm. so you have to go with a team that has a middling defense or not good defense uh, like the packers and they're going to put up a lot of fancy points how dare you how (laughs) dare you how to put it out there buddy Uh uh-huh i appreciate that softball that you put up there all right, man. I ultimately think it's a good pick. Uh, I liked him a lot better than than Stephon Diggs. I think, like you said, I'm not all aboard the uh, the Case Keenum hype train, uh, but I think that Keenum is a lot more serviceable uh, than the the bevy of potential or the bevy of backup slash potential wannabe franchise quarterbacks that they have in Denver. Um, I, so ultimately, I think he does get the targets. I'm still looking at Stefan Diggs. I don't want to pick him. I think I might have to, but I don't want to pick him. But, I mean, looking at the list, you still have Rashad Penny. You have Kenyon Drake. You have other guys that have huge question marks about them. Um, I don't want to draft this guy because everything in my, my being tells me not to because he caught one of my Packers who intercepted a ball and brought it down and therefore caught a touchdown. I'm talking about Golden Tate. So I say, F you, Golden Tate. Love you, can't do it. I'm going Josh Gordon. Reach alert, reach alert. I said it. That's Josh not, that is not a reach. That's a great pick. Uh, how dare you? That's how a dare great you pick. actually compliment me? How dare you compliment me? And there's supposed to be back and forth dialogue. You, have, you ever seen Skip? You know, you, you know, if I could play a highlight right now for everybody listening, you know which highlight would be of Josh Gordon's? Ahead, go and tell the people. It'd be his first game back, crossing across Demarius Randall, catching man, the interception, on, catching man. that touchdown in the end zone. You mean the free safety for the the Cleveland Browns, Demarius Randall, right? That guy, yeah, oh. that, that guy, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, now they get to practice against each other every day. Well, I like that pick. I think it's a great pick. I think it's a high volume pick. They have one of the best wide receiver rooms in the NFL right now. It's extremely I underrated. Um, I think that offense is so underrated, and with Hugh Jackson leading that, uh, they actually I think are a team to look out for this year. My next mm-hmm. pick. Um, I think this guy is another Tyreek Hill guy that I have already as the best player available. Um, but I think he's a little better than Tyreek Hill. If Andrew Luck plays, this guy is going to be lights out. T.Y. You're talking about Marlon Mack. I know, <laughs> Marlon Mack. T.Y. Hilton, 160 oh, oh, pounds him, yeah. of lightning in a bottle. You're right, yeah, you're right. That's my guy. Totally, totally safer bet than uh, Marlon Mack. You're, you're good. <laughs> now, I think, like you said, if, if Andrew Luck's shoulder doesn't fall apart during the preseason – then yeah, absolutely. I think you know T.Y. Hilton, man. When when they're both healthy, there's, man, there's nothing that can be said about that deep ball, especially with both those two, their connection that they have. Um, I like that pick. I don't hate it, don't love it, but I like it. Um, which leads me to mine, the second to the end. 
I do believe, of the fourth round. Man, I don't want to pick him, but we haven't said Stefan Diggs' name yet, right? I mean, you've said it more times than... I know, I, but I'm saying in terms of selection, correct? He's still up there, buddy. Man, I, I'm just going to continue not to pick this dude, man. I'm going to go reach alert. I don't want to say Lamar Miller's name. Then don't? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Lamar Miller's name. I'm going Lamar Miller. Uh, I know that the uh, the back they drafted out of Texas two years ago is, is poised to kind of take over the Texans' starting spot. But, I mean, we're getting towards the end where the, the drop-off in running backs is just kind of it, – it's it's pretty much it. It is what it is. Uh, I think Lamar Miller represents the best of what's left at running backs, and then you're kind of just throwing a dartboard and hoping that, that you hit something. Um, and right now I know throughout this, this is a, a 10-man round or a 10-man draft that we're actually simulating. So I think that some team's going to get desperate. I think some team's going to want to pick Lamar. So I, I agree with you that Lamar Miller is is probably going to end up being the, the guy there this year. Uh, I think, though, that this draft, specifically this year, is rich in blue-chip running backs. And if you are sure. at the end of the fourth round you do not have a, a franchise running back, then you're in trouble in this draft. If you're running a 14-man draft, then I can see that happening. But, I mean, you saw Darius guys up there. Yeah, you have Rashad yeah. Penny. I don't know how much I believe in him. But Lamar Miller, Deion Lewis is still out there. I mean, there's going to be some guys out there that you can kind of cherry pick from. But, man, there was a, a lot of talent there at running back. So, uh, to, to close everything out, uh, is, is Le'Veon Bell still there? I swear, <laughs> man. All right, all right. No, no jokes. All jokes aside, I'm actually going to go and scoop in and take Brandon Cooks here. I Brandon Cooks, I love the pick. Brandon Cooks is a great pick here at the back of the fourth round. He's in a new, a brand new shiny offense, a brand new shiny contract. They are going to make that man play $80 million a year. They better, man. It's like a lot of people were, were poo-pooing on Devontae Adams for signing what he signed, and then, good Lord, Brandon Cooks just blew that out the $16 water. $16 million or some, oh. some crazy number a year. And, yeah. and the thing about it is he's he's not playing on a on a a crappy team you know he's got Todd Gurley packing eight men in the box and Todd Gurley taking some screens and so Brandon Cooks is gonna get a lot of unbelievably a lot amounts of one-on-one coverages and you know in the NFC West they have some weak cornerbacks and I know Richard Sherman plays there so whatever but Richard Sherman is a Richard Sherman is a slow slow guy uh in comparison to what's out there now especially Brandon Cooks um, I'll be yeah, I'll be interested to see how Sherman matches up, how Patrick Peterson matches up. But aside from that, man, it, there's a, there's a lot of young and up in corners. But the, it's, I mean, it, it's kind of up for the taking. Who's going to be the premier well, guy to rise amongst those other two? Yeah, I mean, the best cornerbacks in the NFC West play on the Rams, and yeah. so uh, it's just going to be insane. He you wait, hold on. You think that Akib Talib, and you think that also whether you have Sam Shields. And then you have uh, what's his name? I can't remember that the, the actual starter of the actual Lamarcus. Well, they have Lamarcus Joyner in there at safety. Yeah, it's strong safety. But you think that they're better than Patrick Peterson? Is that what you're telling me? I think the tandem is the best. Oh, okay. Yeah, the I can't. I can't complain. I, I, I won't argue that. Um, so that concludes our third and fourth round, which is good. I think there were some reaches, which is important because I think that's going to actually happen, especially with amongst our friends when we actually do our down and dirty draft. Um, which brings me to my next portion. Uh, I, I want to do this little thing that's called uh, fantasy fact or fiction. I'm just going to ask a few questions to our our, uh, our expert fantasy pundit, Chad. Uh, and you tell me if these are true or not. Um, uh, fantasy fact or fiction, does Saquon beat Fournette in points? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. All right. That's as our quick hitter. Does AJ Green beat D Hop in points? Uh, absolutely not. And Ooh. and so here, so I all of this is I would say predicated on Deshaun Watson making it absolutely. But I think no matter what, AJ Green does not outscore. Uh, D Hop, because we've seen D Hop with a crappy quarterback, with a lower tier quarterback, he still gets his points. He gets his you targets. Mean that Tom Savage, that Tom Savage, <laughs> Tom Savage, T.J. Yates, Case Keenum, whoever's back there, my boy D Hop's gonna ball, and his hands are second to nobody in the NFL. However, I think if we look at AJ Green. He shows up sometimes on the stat sheet, and sometimes he doesn't. And you know what? He'll have three catches for 70 yards and a touchdown, but he'll have four targets. And I don't know who's calling the plays over there. I know that they uh, they fired their offensive coordinator midseason last year, but I don't think that anybody in the NFL thinks that A.J. Green gets the ball enough. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that leads me to my next question. Does I want to say Hoist because of actually Hoist Gracie, but does Royce Freeman beat out Penny? Oh, Battle of the Rookies. Uh, so I I don't know. Um, I have to see them both play a little bit more. I think mm-hmm. Penny is in a really good situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was a first round draft pick, so he's gonna get all the carries, everything. I, I I'm not sure that anybody that he's playing up against has a lot of moxie left uh you know the seattle running backs everybody had to go last year everybody had their shot so i think they're gonna rashad penny all that he can handle and that's just that's just how i feel i think royce freeman's in a good situation kind of Mm -hmm. um i think that uh again like i said denver's defense is not gonna be good i think they're gonna be passing the ball a lot more than they think they are and Mm -hmm. uh if royce freeman can catch the ball uh, out of the backfield well uh, otherwise he's gonna be blocking a lot and if he can't if he can't block, I mean that's the other thing is that these rookies, one of the hardest things for them to come in and do is to block. And if neither of them can kind of come in and block, then neither of them are gonna be playing. But um I, I really think that everything here is set up for Rashad Penny. He's a he's a pass catching back and they're gonna be down a lot. I think that he's gonna take the cake here rookie year. All right. With, with I mean that kind of predicated my next question. You kind of went both ways, but I'm I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. Does Penny overtake Saquon? At the end of the year. Oh no! Oh oh yeah. oh no! Oh no! And, and here's why: because the defense that was the upset question. The defense in New York is the potential there is way higher. The ceiling there is way higher than they have in Seattle now. Uh, I am obviously a Niners fan, so I'm not trying to take shots at Seattle and the Legion of Gloom. Mm-hmm. But I would say that um, the the Giants should be up in a lot of games this year, and I would be very disappointed if they had a repeat performance. I will put money down that they win at least eight games this year, and if they're not in 12 games at, in the fourth quarter, I'd be surprised. All right. Well, this, this kind of rounds out my questions. I have one more. Uh, does Andrew Luck make it out of the preseason? Yeah, so um, right out of NFL.com, it looks like they're saying that Andrew Luck has no limitations in camp at all whatsoever. He's throwing. Oh, he's running. Um, I've actually seen him physically oh, through a video throw oh, a football, okay. and uh, he's got a lot of velocity to the ball. He's moving the ball well down the field, and he says nothing hurts. That's the well, most that's, important part. Well, to me, nothing hurts, which is important. Yeah, and that's what he's saying, which is he's a competitor, so I don't know if I believe him too much with that. But that's great, nothing hurts, but do you think he has a case of the yips? I mean, last year he struggled with uh, with his actual technique and throwing to getting the mechanics back. He had to hire an actual private trainer to help him get his mechanics back. Do you think he maintains those mechanics under live fire? Do you know 
How do you know who you're talking about? You're talking about Mr. Stanford. You're talking yeah, about Mr. The, the, Mr. Prodigy, yeah, the Mr. prodigy of Jim Harbaugh. You're talking about Germany's son. You're talking about the first coming Germany's of Peyton son. Manning. You're talking Man. about Andrew Magnificent Luck. So, Holy shit, you're um, the president of the Andrew Luck fan club. I did not know that. It's great. great. <laughs> now nah, this guy is a stone-cold killer when it comes to the, the gridiron. He's going to put it down. He's going to go out there, and he's going to light it up. If his arm is playing, is, is healed and feeling well, he's been pretty much off for two years. He's going to come out, and he's going to light it up. I agree, and I think he also has a hell of a serial killer stare. I mean, you see any of his profile shots from all the actual pictures they take every single year. That is not a man to be messed with, which ultimately rounds out our segment of this part of the fan or the actual podcast. We are in our closing. My name is Will. I also have another podcast if you like to go listen to. It is for Packers Select. It is your number one source for all Packers draft picks up until the pick is in, as well as throughout in coverage season. That concludes our podcast. Thanks, guys. See ya.